You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Welcome to Northern Lights MCC. We are part of a worldwide denomination who celebrate the inclusive love of God for everyone. You are very welcome if this is your first time or if you are returning after some time away. Whether you are watching this here on Zoom on the Sunday evening or catching up with it over on our YouTube channel or our podcast, all are welcome here. Everything that you need for the service will appear on the screen in front of you. Please feel free to take part in as little or as much as you feel comfortable with. Tonight, we will be continuing our series looking at being called to serve in a chaotic world, with Judith sharing her thoughts on the topic later in the service. Let us now take a few moments of quiet to let go of all that has, this week has brought and challenged us with, and still ourselves in God's presence. Loving parent, in a world that is challenging us on a daily basis, let there be, let us be there to serve you in ways that are both visible and invisible to people, but all are visible to you. We lift up all our siblings who do your work in the multitude of fabulous ways that you equip them, and that you give them the strength that they need to do your work with others, even if it often goes unseen. Amen. During the time leading up to Lent, we are taking part in a taking a part of each week's service to reflect on the UFMCC statement of faith. I invite you, as you're able, to join in from your home with the words that are going to appear on the screen in bold. Metropolitan Community Churches is one chapter in the story of the Church, the Body of Christ. We are people on a journey, learning to live into our spirituality, whilst affirming our bodies, our genders, our sexualities. We don't all believe in exactly the same things. And yet, in the midst of our diversity, we build community grounded in God's radical, inclusive love for all people. We are part of an ongoing conversation on matters of belief and faith shaped by scripture and for historic creeds, building on those who have come before us. Our chapter begins when God says to us, come, taste and see. Come, taste and see. Jesus Christ, you invite all people to your open table. You make us your people, a beloved community. You restore the joy of our relationship with God, even in the midst of loneliness, despair and degradation. We are each unique and we all belong, a priesthood of all believers. Baptised and filled with your Holy Spirit, you empower us to be your healing presence in a hurting world. We expect to see your reign on earth as it is in heaven as we work towards a world where everyone has enough. Wars cease and all creation live in harmony. 
we affirm your charge to all of humanity to care for the land, sea and air. Therefore, we will actively resist systems and structures which are destroying your creation. With all of creation, we worship you, every tribe, every nation. We know you by many names, triune God, beyond comprehension, revealed to us in Jesus Christ, who invites us to the feast. Amen. I now invite Troy to read for us from 1 Samuel, Les to perform for us, and Emma to read the gospel for us from John, and Judith to share a reflection on what it means to be called to serve in a chaotic world. A reading from Samuel, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp, of the, God, the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I, here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down. And if he called you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling us before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida the city of Andrew and Peter. 
Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello, everyone. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts find favour in your sight, O God. I have a question for you. When do you believe that you were called to be a disciple of God, more specifically of Jesus of Nazareth? I don't mean when you were guided to Northern Lights and felt sufficiently at home to listen a bit, sing a bit and then have a coffee and a bit of chat and Eric's cake. No, when did you accept that this inner urging that you felt to be a full participant, to really listen, to sing with a large part of your heart that you hadn't even known existed until that point? When this was more than just another weekly event in your life? that you had the deep down desire to pray into that mist that still lightly covered your mind until the sun broke through and you realized that God was real and was speaking to you personally. And a whole new vista of possibility opened up before you. Unfortunately, it's no good trying to compare your experiences with the person sitting beside you, either actually or Zoom side. No, because the overriding feature of God's call is that it is as individual as people are individual. God calls us more frequently than you imagine, individually and at different times in our lives. And if you don't hear the call, or if you choose to ignore it, God will try again and again and again. Simone Weil, one of my favourite philosophers, heard her call in the midst of a terrible migraine that she experienced while she was on a retreat at the Abbey of Solem, and she was a non-observant Jew. She described her experience as, quote, Christ came down and took possession of me. 
My friend Vicky was drawn to Christ through the welcoming community that she found at a time when she needed love the most. As the weeks went by, she discovered that her new commitment had become more than just the comfort blanket that she had expected. She wanted more. She wanted to learn about God, to have a profound relationship with Jesus, which she succeeded in doing. Her commitment and development in Christ's service and her faithful love for him arose initially out of her need. But when she committed herself, everything swiftly grew from there. Personally, I was woken in the night in April 1984. I was the same age that Moses was when he guided the Israelites out of Egypt. So I wasn't young and it's in the Bible, so you can look it up. And because I didn't believe what had happened to me, I received the same call a couple of nights later. It changed my life. It took me to some extraordinary places and introduced me to some amazing people and has brought me among my present group of amazing people to this point in my life. It can come as a slowly developing realization or like a flash of lightning, like a gentle gathering of evidence or waking up one morning utterly convinced of your calling. And we have two wonderful examples in today's readings. At the very beginning of the first book of Samuel, uh, which we don't hear tonight, we learn that Samuel's mother Hannah went with her husband Elkanah to Shiloh. Now, Shiloh was the centre of worship in those days. There she begged mercy of God to release her from her barrenness and to give her a son. Now, she promised this son uh, a place in God's service for the whole of his life. And that was to offer thanks for having saved her from disgrace. They were different days indeed. Samuel was less called at that point than sent, even from before his conception. Tonight, Troy read to us how Samuel, still a boy, heard someone calling him, who he assumed was Eli, his teacher. On the third occasion that Samuel arrived at Eli's bedside, Eli realised that it was God calling Samuel and instructed him accordingly. In our Gospel reading, Emma described how Nathaniel was drawn inexorably into Jesus' influence and then into his circle of disciples, partly by the fact of Jesus having noticed him the day before sitting under a fig tree, and presumably Jesus knew who he was without any other information, as a prophet might, describing him as without guile and knowing without being told that he would become another of his followers. There's a lot of finding in this passage. Jesus finds Philip, Philip finds Nathaniel and invites him to come and see this remarkable man who seems to be the embodiment of he who is described by Moses and the prophets as the Messiah who is to come. Nathaniel then discovers that Jesus found him under a fig tree before even Nathaniel had met him and he had made a complimentary judgment of him. 
so perhaps my first question should have been, when did you allow Jesus to find you? And what was your response? And don't forget, Nathaniel and you didn't have to answer the call because after all, God has given us all free will and we use it to choose. Nathaniel's doubts about where Jesus came from probably arose because many Jews believed that the Messiah would come from Bethlehem. So Nazareth just didn't fit. Nazareth was an insignificant little place. It's not even mentioned in the Hebrew scriptures, in the Old Testament, that is. Nathaniel's can anything good come out of Nazareth was probably a reference to the proverbial jealousy between the towns of Cana and Nazareth. And it would be a bit like a Geordie exclaiming, can anything good come out of Sunderland? Answer, well, Emily Sande, Kate Aidy, Brian Ferry, James Bolam, for a start. So why not Jesus from Nazareth? Well, because up until that point, only troublemakers, insurrectionists and brigands came out of Galilee where Nazareth was situated. Then Jesus showed Nathanael just a small sample of his powers by the claiming of knowledge of having seen him from a distance. But it was enough to engage Nathaniel's interest and to alert him to the other possibilities contained within this Jesus who stood before him. But Nathaniel's interest was fired up and his memory and knowledge about descriptions of the Messiah made him burst out with, you are the son of God the King of Israel, which is as good as declaring Jesus the Messiah, because Jews believed then that the Messiah would come like a king and rescue God's chosen people from Assyrian and then latterly Roman domination. Jesus goes on to slightly dampen Nathaniel's initial enthusiasm by pointing out that there was so much more to come. If Nathaniel took up the opportunity of be, uh, being offered to him, that is. That he, Nathaniel, would see sights that he never expected and take part in a movement which we now all know would change the world. This is Jesus's version of sunshine, you ain't seen nothing yet. So Jesus calls people in many different ways into knowledge of him, into ministry, into service to the community, into a deeper and more meaningful life and into love. And he goes on calling, inviting, finding, rarely under fig trees, sometimes but not always in church, through other Christians, in the lives of people we serve, or in St Paul's case in a dramatic enlightenment, a light so bright that it struck him blind on the road to Damascus and changed his life. Do you find it difficult to hear the voice of God in your life? Some people spend time and money going on retreats or on pilgrimages. And while these are both worthy and worthwhile, they don't always 
automatically lead to the degree of enlightenment to justify the cost in cash or in effort. And it never guarantees anything. Best to start by talking to God in Jesus. Not by just repeating the same old formulaic prayers, but really talking to God as you would a very close friend or a trusted relative. Sharing with God the deepest desires of your heart. After all, when you think about it, it's a bit daft to keep repeating standard prayers, which may not relate in any way to your personal life at that time, when your main concerns involve say, relationships going wrong, anxieties about shortage of money or fear of COVID, etc. Our relationship with God is just that, a relationship. Relationships thrive on communication, sometimes quiet, sometimes loud and shouty. I have a good friend who frequently shouts at God especially when things she's trying to do for or with God for others go wrong. And this is just as much prayer as sitting quietly with hands folded, being terribly well behaved. God just wants us to be ourselves, authentically ourselves. Sure, there's a place for daily offices, prayers, the usual creeds and services, but not all the time. Even when we're alone, we're not alone because God is with us. And if we feel grumbly or sad or weighed down by the pressures placed on us by life, we needn't wait until Sunday to share these with the one who made us in love. Tell God now. Don't wait. Sharing our thoughts and feelings exactly as they occur to us is all part of a loving relationship. When we do this, over time, we draw closer and closer to God. When I ran the soup run for homeless people in Bristol, I remember a church army captain telling me about his arrow prayers. Now, these were odd thoughts that he had during his very busy life, which he offered to God as he went along. Oh, Lord, how am I going to manage this? Please help give me the strength, was a favourite one. Anything which occurs to you, no matter how bizarre, Send it in thought or words direct to heaven. Don't keep stresses to yourself. Direct them immediately to God, like arrows from a bow. And when nothing is particularly bothering you, spend a few moments in complete silence. Phone on silent, notifications off, and give God a chance to get a word in edgeways. We live in a very noisy world. Maybe this is why we can't hear God calling us to personal discipleship. Relationships and communication are a two-way thing. How will we hear the gentle words of comfort from a loving God when God's voice is drowned out? A retreat is a terrific opportunity to listen instead of yakking away to God. They give the freedom to listen and to hear what God might be trying to say to you. After the worst of the pandemic is past, perhaps Northern Lights will get to have that retreat that we planned for last year. Meanwhile, if you have a day without tasks, turn everything off 
be yourself with God and relax into quietness and offer that to the one who loves you. Or go for a walk by yourself without headphones. It's like a mini quiet retreat and it's really good for us, our souls our, and our minds and our bodies to be out in nature. And if you think you haven't felt this urge, this calling, maybe this will provide an impetus for you to listen, to listen with your soul as well as your ears, to offer God your whole self and wait for the reply that will surely come. Let yourself be found and change your life. And when you do recognise what is happening to you, today's readings give you the words to say in response. You, God, are the Messiah, the King of Israel. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Glory to you, creator of all. Jesus, the Christ and spirit of life, as in the beginning is today and for eternity. Amen. Now is the time that we set aside to speak directly with God and to listen to the one who knows us intimately and who loves us in all our imperfections. In keeping with our custom in Northern Lights MCC, I'm lighting a special candle. We remember all those who have surrendered themselves to your tender care due to HIV related illness. So let us pray together for ourselves, for those we know and love, for our communities and for the wider world. Loving God, mother and father of all creation, we come together from different places and in different ways, knowing that we are all in your presence and in the presence of your son, Jesus, the Christ, at one in the Holy Spirit. You call us to your service, Lord, in a world of political tension, violence, poverty, disease and abuse. In this sense, and in spite of so many revolutionary discoveries and inventions that improve our way of life, it is a world that has changed little over the many centuries since Christ was born. In these chaotic times, we ask you to send your spirit to make us strong in faith and active in serving you by working to help create a world where chaos gives way to structure and harmony, a world where the weak are protected and no one goes hungry or poor a world where the riches and wonders of all creation are shared and everyone can enjoy them. A world where everyone, regardless of race, ability, gender, 
sexuality, faith and culture can live in harmony and mutual respect. A world where peace is built with justice and justice is guided by love. Give us the courage, Lord, to build such a world in the certain knowledge that Jesus will be alongside us every step of the way. May everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your saving help, and through you reach completion. You have called others to renounce the world and serve you in the solitude of the desert. By their prayers and examples, may we also learn to deny ourselves when we should and to love you above all things. In this turbulent world, we acknowledge especially the stresses of your sometimes fragmented church. Unite your church in the Holy Spirit, Lord, so that we may all serve you with all our hearts and work together in harmony and with unselfish love for you and each other. We also pray for the leaders of nations and ask you to pour out your spirit of peace and reconciliation on them. Give them a longing to bring hope, justice, peace, freedom and joy for all peoples. Give strength and courage to those who bear heavy responsibilities for the world. And give inspiration, insight and energy to those who are responsible for the physical, mental and emotional well-being of communities and measures for responding to the current pandemic. We pray for all who are experiencing isolation, anxiety, frustration, discomfort or pain. And for those who are afraid because they're ill or have been injured. Especially this evening, we hold in prayer Z and her granny Fiona and their whole family as they look forward to Fiona's return to better health. We pray for those who are nearing the end of their journey on earth. That they may know your comfort and peace. And we pray, Lord, for those who already serve you faithfully to ensure the coming of your commonwealth of life, love and joy. Whose caring and faithful lives are witnesses to Christ's triumph. We bring to you now, Lord, all for whom requests for prayer have been placed in our special book of remembrance intentions. Help them all to come to terms with their pain and difficulties and help them look forward to the future, whatever and wherever that may be. We place them in your healing presence, Lord, and ask that you enfold every single person who needs to feel the warmth and tenderness of your embrace. So now let us pray for the needs of people known to us personally. Be with us all, Lord, in our daily struggles to faithfully follow you. 
give us hope in our periods of doubt and despair and be with us all until the time when in the heavenly realm of your love our joy will know no end we make our prayers in faith and love for you we now commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to your mercy and protection lord and to the healing love of your son jesus christ in whose name we pray as we say that together the prayer that jesus taught us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen let us all share together in the grace that god has given us as we say the words on the screen May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website northernlightsmcc.org.uk